You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 46. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I'm joined over Discord by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak. Sean, we are without Railroad this week, but we have a lot to talk about. Are you excited? Uh, we do. We actually got our hands on impressions with PS5 and Xbox Series X, so stay tuned for that. Uh, it'll be right at the end, though, obviously. We, we'll talk we about that right at the end. Oh, wow. Yes, right at the end. So listen in. <laughs> you have to listen to the whole podcast, though, in, in order to get exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, if you fast-forward it, actually all podcast services recognize that, yeah. and you can't do it. Exactly, yeah. Uh, thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN and you will find us on there. The topic of the show this week is the Spider-Man PlayStation exclusivity uh, problem that we are kind of dealing with. But first, the show always starts with the PXN news of the week. So let's go ahead and jump right in in uh sean the first item on the pxn news of the week we have splinter cell news splinter cell a new finally the next one coming to yes Xbox Series X. It, it's fine right yeah no unfortunately splinter cell animated series is coming to netflix that's uh, better man that's even better yeah just give us a freaking splinter cell game ubisoft that's all we want it's been seven years we went a whole generation without a splinter cell game why why i i I couldn't tell you um maybe they couldn't figure out something (laughs) i couldn't i have no idea honestly and you thought after the dlc with wild ghost recon gross recon wildlands that they were teasing something but we got yeah. nothing on that one yeah exactly do you know if michael ironside's gonna be back as the voice in the animated series has that been announced that's what i was wondering because like what the hell is this series going to be if it's not like sam fisher and it's if it's not michael ironside as sam fisher like what i'm not sure what they are actually going to have this be that like because he does voice acting for animated series actually i just yeah. watched um the first two seasons of the Harley Quinn show on HBO Max and Michael Ironside, obviously his voice is incredibly recognizable, but he's actually, he plays dark side. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's not like he's not apt to voice, not just video games, but also animated series. So yeah, I don't know. I hope that he gets some sort of call about this whole thing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, uh, Michael Ironside has done real life work too, as as an actor in, in some TV series. So, I definitely don't understand why they wouldn't give him a call for this, but at the same time, I have no idea what they're going to do for, like for this the series. Like this could be like something out of left field that's just using the Splinter Cell license essentially to make it a little more popular, a little more known. But I don't know. It'll be interesting yeah. to see. So. Uh, moving on, we have Battletoads uh, got an, a release date of August 20th with a new trailer shown off. Uh, kind of odd that they didn't show this at their showcase event. Um, that's what I was thinking, too, man. That yeah. I, For as soon as it's coming out, that's insane. Yeah, because uh, it's coming August 20th, um, which... In my opinion, I think it actually looks interesting. I I don't know how it'll end up, you know, playing at the end and, and what it'll look like when it comes out. But uh, everything I've seen so far makes me kind of interested in this. And I never played the original Battletoads games. I know a lot of people say like they're super difficult and and a it's, lot of they they are the the it was insane. Um, yeah. primarily the bike level that everybody that's played that has not great nostalgia for. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was a product of its time. Uh, but we said that about crash and we're getting a new crash as well later this year. So yeah, who knows? I mean, it could surprise everybody. And is this going to be a game pass game? Yes. Yes. It'll be day one game pass. Uh, so I'll definitely check it out. Uh, it's just, I'm not sure how it'll translate it. The art looks really good on it. I think it looks interesting. It's like a, a flattened art design, but it kind of has like, you know, a little bit of like cuphead inspiration in the Mm -hmm. art design. 
and, and I think it definitely looks interesting visually, uh, just how, how it's going to actually play. Uh, and they did say like there was some humor that's going to pay homage to the uh, late 90s versions version of Battletoads, uh, which is kind of interesting because comedy isn't necessarily the same as it was in the 90s. So I don't know how that will translate. Unless they just keep the names of the toads the same, like Booger yeah. and Snot and all that Rash stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you know, I mean, it might actually, I don't know, depending on how I'm feeling, it might speed up my game pass purchasing sooner yeah um i'm still kind of i'm assuming and maybe i'm sorry to get us off topic i'm assuming once the price of xbox series x and the pre-orders go up there's going to be some sort of massive deal for game pass so i'm just waiting for that essentially yeah yeah and there's been uh i actually i have like three years of game pass ultimate stacked up because of the xbox live stuff and because uh, I keep seeing deals like for six months of Ultimate for like twenty four ninety nine or something like that. Uh, it was a really good deal. And I was like, well, I might as well just extend my membership uh, to make it three years because you can have up to three years uh, on your account. But yeah, uh, yeah definitely, definitely agree. Uh, it's kind of this month is kind of crazy with uh, Game Pass games. Finally, we actually have four game pass games this month uh coming out for for microsoft exclusively um yeah august is an odd good month for video games i mean we're about to find out a lot of information on two specific consoles and like you just said game pass xbox finally releasing something i don't think nintendo's ever going to release anything again it feels like (laughs) um but yeah august is definitely shaping up to be the month to be staying tuned to everything Mm -hmm, for sure uh, moving on, Sean, to the most important news of this entire podcast. Good night. <laughs> As everyone knows, Halo Infinite uh, multiplayer. Uh, this was actually uh, very heavily rumored and uh, basically leaked ahead of time. But 343 has officially confirmed that the multiplayer is going to be free to play as well as 120 frames per second support on Xbox Series X. Uh, so that's very interesting. That's the that's essentially the first next gen game we've gotten uh, confirmation that at least one component of it, the multiplayer, is going to run at 120 frames per second on Series X. Which many people are out there, it's probably not going to matter to them because they don't even play their consoles on a TV that supports 120 frames per second. So that's I don't know that that's necessarily the best way for them to market this uh, because the standard person out there has a TV that has 60 frames per second as the maximum refresh rate. Uh, it's going to depend on what the person has out there, but most people out there do not have a TV that can support 120 frames per second at 4k. So that is yours. I can't remember. Yes, mine is. Yes. Okay. Uh, the one in my living room is the one that's in my bedroom yeah, is not. Yeah. The one right before I moved out. Exactly. Yep. That one does, which, uh, so I'm excited to see that, but, uh, free to play multiplayer. That's absolutely huge, uh, for halo because for PC, I would say, yeah. I don't know about series X itself because like I alluded to last time is why the hell are you buying an Xbox anything and not getting game pass now? Yeah. I, and that obviously comes with it. Yeah. I agree. I agree completely. Uh, And yes, I agree with you as well. But also keep in mind, Game Pass is on PC as well. So that also translates to PC uh, as well, regardless of it being free to play. But I do still think that free to play opens it up to a lot more people. There's more people that will play free to play, at least give it a try. You know, somebody out there, Joe Schmo, who's never played Halo before, he may be like, oh, okay, let's jump in and just see what this is about. And it, it just improves the overall population of, of the game and, and just improves it. I, well, I mean, I'm the excited. most popular games these days are free to play, and I don't think they suffer from that model, i.e. Apex, Fortnite, yep. um, Call of Duty Warzone. Um, the, those are heavily still played. I think Call of Duty actually just went into season five. Yep. Um, uh, I think it was this week. And like they obviously is free to play because you don't even have to have the latest COD for it. And even though I know they did announce that they're going to incorporate something with 2020's COD with uh, yeah. Warzone, yeah. Um, but you still don't actually have to have that copy of it. So just a smart play by Microsoft in the end for this. Yeah. 
Which that 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 comment you just made, I did just see that a little bit ago. It, it's kind of interesting that they're doing that because uh, obviously with Black Ops Four, they had Blackout, which was its own thing, and then they released Modern Warfare, which had uh, Warzone. So it's kind of interesting that now it seems like they're going to make Warzone essentially like a platform moving forward uh, for their battle royale version of Call of Duty, which. Super interesting. That thing is making gangbusters for them oh, as yeah. far as Activision goes. Oh, yeah. And every time I turn on anything, like um, TikTok's been in the news a lot recently, and there's so many videos just dedicated to that, just yeah. to Warzone moments type thing. Yeah. And we, we both know Activision loves their money, so <laughs> 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 they're excited about that. Uh, moving on, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Sean. Uh, we've talked about this before, but it has an official release date of August 18th. Uh, that game that game is just freaking stunning. The tech in that game is unbelievable. Uh, it looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, I still have to dig into it a little more. I played in early access or whatever of it uh, a long time ago, but... Uh, it's definitely something that you have to teach yourself because you can't just jump in and be like, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna land this airplane. No problem. It, it's very, very involved. Like it has every instrument. Uh, it taught Anthony is. Anderson how to fly a plane and snakes on a plane. Yeah, it did. Yeah. He did say that. <laughs> yeah. So and they said it would rot our brains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so stunning game. Excited to see it come and it's coming for game pass as well. So that would actually be something I would jokingly check out because I remember actually playing uh, Flight Simulator when I used to like play PC back when I was a kid mm-hmm. and like I sucked. I, I didn't even care to learn any of it, but I would just create chaos and that's I would just love to see, I guess, beautiful chaos in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Uh, moving on, we are going to kind of transition to some PlayStation news. There's still more Microsoft news on our agenda, but I didn't want to throw it all together. And There's one so much. Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, the DualSense has officially been unveiled that there are no back buttons on the DualSense on uh, the PS5 controller, uh, which is weird because, as we've already talked about, that DualShock 4 attachment that they just announced this year and released is a little attachment that creates two back buttons on that on the controller on the DualShock 4. And I, I remember us having this conversation. I was like, yeah, they probably made that attachment just so that the DualShock 4 can be compatible with the uh, the dual, with the PlayStation 5 uh, having like two more buttons or whatever. And of course, they don't even have that. Like, I'm so confused. Yeah, odd choice. Like, it, yeah. it feels like they were just, in the end, only going a half step um, to like comparison wise, I guess the Xbox Elite 2 yeah. or Series 2 controller, but they didn't want to like commit all the way, which okay, maybe they're right. Maybe the return on investment that Microsoft has is not that great for it, but it's still considered not just an excellent controller, but a polished controller. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I just find it very weird that hey, here's this customizable attachment for you to, I guess, help you more. I don't know. I feel like all that stuff is more for strategy games or RPGs like World of Warcraft stuff yeah. um, as opposed to like maybe an FPS or something like that. But it just seems like an odd decision in the end for PS4. Maybe not for PS5 because, again, I thought it looked dumb. And yeah. if that was going to be on the dual sense, I was, I don't know. I, I just felt like that would have gotten clunky. And I've always liked the PlayStation's uh, controller design. Yeah. Um, I know you and I kind of go back and forth. You like the inverted. I like them kind of next to each other as far as the thumbsticks. Yeah. But it's still just an odd design that maybe they were planning on it and they just backed off from it, given pre-orders for the weird attachment. But that just seems a little late in development for them to do. Yeah, I agree completely. It 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 does very much seem like that, that they kind of changed their plans or something uh, along those lines. Just because it doesn't really, like you said, it doesn't really compare that well to like the elite controller uh it's just kind of you know here you go here's two buttons i don't know but interestingly enough our next news story sean uh goes into a frequently asked question uh forum that sony uh published for playstation 5 uh kind of showing the compatibility of hardware for 
PlayStation 4 devices on PS5. And I guess we'll start with the DualShock 4 on PlayStation 5 will not function with uh, PS5 games. It will only function with PS4 games, which I find interesting. And Sony's uh, explanation for this was that they want developers to utilize the new functions of the new controller, which I get to a certain extent. But at the same time, the buttons on the controller aren't changing. All of the buttons that are on the DualShock 4 are, are on the Dual, uh, DualSense are also on the DualShock 4. So I guess I'd, I'm, I don't really understand why they can't just say, yeah, you guys can use those controllers if you want, but if you want a better experience, use the DualSense. Because it's not like if you don't have the haptic feedback or whatever, like feeling like sand, moving through sand or whatever, like one of the examples they made for the dual sense. Like if you don't want, if you don't care about that feeling, then that you're really not missing anything else on the controller. It has all the other components that the, the DualShock 4 has. So I guess I'm a little bit confused why they made that decision. Um, the DualShock 4 is a very good controller, uh, and I do, don't get me wrong, I, I'm more excited for the DualSense than the DualShock 4. It looks like a, a bigger controller, a little bit bigger controller, and will fit my hands a little better, but I guess uh, it doesn't necessarily speak well to fans who say, hey, I have three or four controllers that I can't use on next-gen just because of these haptic feedbacks or whatever that you want us to experience. Yeah, I mean, I'm not upset um, as far as that you can't. I'm just so used to, I guess, the I buy a new console. I have certain things that I get with the new console. Yep. So I always get at least two launch games. Um, actually, the PS4 was the first time I think I actually got full two. I got three launch games because Amazon screwed up and knack. canceled my pre-order at first. No, not now. <laughs> so I, uh, I ended up getting Killzone for free. Along nice. with uh, Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, and Battlefield 2, 4, Battlefield maybe? 4, yep. Um, but I, I'm just so used to, I always purchase an extra controller with it, so I'm used to always having two controllers to start off with. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really bother me too much. Um, the only thing I will say is it just is a, I guess, not an incredibly good look as comparison to Microsoft that your controller will work. Yeah. Um, as far as your Xbox One controller, hell, my a day one Xbox One will work. Yeah. Uh, with that, um, the only thing I'll say is like maybe once we find out exactly what this Dual Sense stuff is, mm-hmm. maybe that is a sufficient reason. Yeah. Um, we, it's I look at it almost like the uh, what was it the HD Rumble for the Switch. Yeah. That you no didn't one truly uses. know what that was <laughs> until the first time you played it, and you're like, this is a different type of Rumble. Yeah. Now, granted, they don't really even use it anymore. That's kind of Nintendo's thing is they try something, they have two good games for it, and then they just drop it off right away. But I don't know. We'll see what comes with this. Yeah. And it's kind of a continuation of, you know, Microsoft and Sony just having two different perspectives. Sony's just doing, you know, a traditional approach that everyone has always done every new generation. Like, we've never had it where uh, controllers and stuff move forward into the next generation. It's always been a complete reset. So what Sony's doing isn't necessarily wrong or anything. It's just they're following the traditional path of next generation, whereas Microsoft is saying, hey, you guys can use your devices that you already have, which is kind of a new concept, uh, so to speak, for for new console generations. So yeah. just two different methods. Um, and they gave us a little bit more information as well. Uh, they did say that the uh, PlayStation Move motion controllers and the PSVR aim controller will work with supported PSVR games on PS5. So that's kind of a no-brainer, but at the same time, I could see you cringing right now because the PlayStation Move controller is still the main controller for PlayStation VR, and that's now two generations old when this comes out. Well, and so, like, that gives me, and I know we're doing this podcast today, so we'll have more news, obviously, next week, but tomorrow's PlayStation event is both a third-party and a PSVR-focused event. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious if we're going to get any details on any, I guess, PSVR 2.0 mentioned. Um, I know technically your base VR unit is going to work yeah. uh, with your PS5, but I think given the upgrades that Oculus has done, um, 
I, I think it's time that Sony can do the same thing. It's been, I want to say, four years since PSVR launched. Yeah. I think it's had a very successful launch, to be honest with you, um, as far as getting into a market that no one knew really what to expect, except it failed in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, so I think they had marginal success with all that stuff. But still, I just think it's very odd that we're still expected to have our move i mean yeah. hell you gave me your move controllers my yeah. friend chris gave me his i have like eight move controllers <laughs> which yeah. is great because i can just swap them out but at the same time i'm just like the reason why you guys are able to give me these things is because like Don't why the me. hell do i need these exactly. these are from a generation ago yeah <laughs> exactly uh yeah it's it's crazy that they're still using that uh i yeah, we'll talk about the event in a little bit, but I don't think we're going to see anything hardware related based on what they uh, what they said. Uh, not not to say that they can't announce PSVR at some other point, a new PSVR at some other point this year, but uh, I don't think it'll come tomorrow. Uh, the last thing from the sto- this story is uh, the PlayStation camera for PlayStation 4. They, uh, they were asked if it was compatible with PlayStation 5, which it is, but it requires a camera adapter that will be provided at no additional cost to PlayStation VR owners, which to me, that kind of that ticks me off a little bit. I mean, sure, it's not like a super expensive peripheral or anything like that, but it's like, man, I bought my uh playstation camera at launch of playstation 4 and i have the original one and i don't own playstation vr so essentially they're saying like you either have to buy this adapter which i'm not even sure if they're going to make it available or if they're just going to give it free to people who own vr i'm not sure how that's going to work um or if they're just going to make you upgrade i don't know but it is kind of shitty that they're not giving that to anyone who has a camera. Like if you put in your serial number or something, like give give us something. Also, I don't understand how how is that redemption going to work? Yeah. I understand digital redemptions. Yeah, I really do. I don't understand physical redemptions. Like, yeah. I could just fake it off the package, couldn't I? Or I I don't know. I just don't know how I unless I literally say Daniel, come over, take a picture of me playing PSVR, <laughs> and then I send it to them. Like, yeah. It just doesn't make sense on how you track that. So I'd be very interested to see how they're going to kind of market that one to me. For sure. And it's kind of the same thing with uh, Xbox. When they did the Xbox One S and then the One X, they required a Kinect adapter, which, my God, I don't know if you've ever seen that Kinect adapter. It's like... I have when we first moved in, I remember. Oh, God, yeah. It's a pain in the butt to set up. It's like seven cables. But... Uh, they gave it to for free to people who owned a one S because people complained because originally they weren't going to give you an adapter. So they gave it free for those people. But when that, when I got the one X, they no longer gave it for free anymore. I think, cause they wanted to just, you know, absolve them. They wanted to forget that they required that. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of the same deal here, but, or similar deal. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of that state of play uh, that's been announced for tomorrow, uh, they said that it's going to be a 40 minute show focusing on third party games. They're, they said also we're going to see some PlayStation 5 uh, third parties as well, but I don't think we'll see a ton of those. I think we'll see a few. Um, it's possible and maybe we'll see freaking Call of Duty because how we're down to August 5th and we don't even know what the Call of Duty this year is besides leaks, obviously. It's rumored to be the Cold War game, but uh, they haven't released anything about that game, so possibly Call of Duty tomorrow. Um, but they, di- so I think Sony officially said that they're not going to have any hardware uh, showing tomorrow, so... Uh, that's why I didn't think that they were going to, I was just hoping they wouldn't include PSVR as hardware. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, obviously we, we can't really expect anything from first party tomorrow, but I'm sure it'll still be a solid show. Yeah. I mean, I think your call of duty guess is probably a hundred percent, right? We're probably going to find out at least two launch titles, I think for the PS five. Um, I, I, I don't have any guests to be honest with you. Um, cause I'm really trying to think like r- what franchises have not released recently. And I, I really can't Sh- Sony has been out of the gates hard yeah. the last like two years. How about Rocksteady's game? Where the hell is that? <laughs> I've always been on the assumption that when Rocksteady does show a game that is going to show up on Xbox. 
Yeah. Didn't they have I, some sort of deal with them at some point? I could have sworn that was a thing. Uh, I think Ark the Arkham games were largely on Sony stage, uh, like Arkham City and Arkham Asylum, I, or Arkham Knight. I think were on uh, Sony stage for E3. But, yeah, it's hard to remember. Yeah, I've been actually wanting to go back to Arkham Knight, but then I think like I don't want to just do Batman Batmobile missions the uh, entire freaking time. That was all. That was the worst part of that game freaking batmobile missions but i don't know it'll be interesting to see uh some people have speculated that uh rock city will announce their next game at the uh, dc fundome or whatever event at the end of august which i guess that's possible but that seems like a poor thing for for them specifically i think yeah i agree i don't know i don't know how it's been this long and we haven't seen anything but that part is true. Yeah, I don't know how they continue to nothing have nothing for since 2015. I believe that's when they came out. Yeah, yeah, 2015. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Bloomberg has reported that Sony's next PlayStation Five announcement is tentatively scheduled for this month. When so, you say Bloomberg, you mean Jason Schreier, right? <laughs> probably, but Jason Schreier has blocked me on Twitter now. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> so good for him. Yeah, well, it wasn't deserved on my behalf. I, I'll tell you that Jason Schreier <laughs> blocks with a heavy hand, apparently. Uh, but, anyways, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> I'll have to tell you that on off air or something. Uh, so, anyways. I, I think this obviously has to be the uh, pre-order announcement and price and release date. Like we're in August now, both Sony and Microsoft, no matter who goes first, somebody has to go first and we're getting into August and we still don't know the date price, anything of these consoles. So they have to, they have to do this, that this month or they're getting way too late. Um, oh, I agree. Cause I mean, I have a full plan and I haven't talked about this with you yet, but like I'm giving you my Amazon password, my Best Buy password. If you want, you can do the same to me to make sure that everything is on the up and up to yeah. We can get the pre-orders in in case one of us is busy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, because it, it's gonna be it's gonna be quick, and you don't want to yeah. miss out on that. And yeah, who knows? And I'm just afraid one of them is going to undercut the other. Yeah, just like it happened in this generation, and you're going to miss out on that first one. I yeah, I think that's why. Honestly, I think that's why we've uh, not heard anything for so long because I think each of them are waiting for the other one to go first because they want to undercut or or at least keep it the same price. I think that's what each of them are concerned about. And obviously that was a huge factor with uh, the PlayStation 4 was the $100 price difference. That's a huge difference. Uh, obviously, Microsoft had other problems with their messaging and, and all of that such in their games. Uh, but... I think a big factor is price and I think both Sony and Microsoft know that and it is definitely going to be an interesting month to see who goes first and how that all shakes out I think. Yeah, and especially for me what I am most interested in is um the rumored uh was it Lockhart is that what it's called? Yes, yep. Um I want to see cuz I know there's a the rumor that it's technically like not as powerful as a Series X. I'm yeah. just curious if that's going to be in fruition because like at the moment I'm all in on both, yeah. but if I'm going to get game pass, I, I don't see the reason to have a disc drive. So it's like, yeah. what, if that's a cheaper option, but I still get the same experience, I, I would rather lean towards that. Yeah, for sure. And if you don't really, if you don't really care about 4k or whatever, then, you know, uh, Lockhart would do what, what you wanted to do. Um, according to, the it just depends on what's coming out. I mean, you and I were joking beforehand, the unreal engine five in 2021, when that's a thing, like, yeah, I mean, shit, I'm going to want my games looking as best as possible. I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Um, moving on, uh, Rockstar, yeah, the great makers of Rockstar have confirmed that GTA 5 will launch on next generation in the second half of 2021 with technical, visual, and performance upgrades. Uh, to kind of tie into this as well, Take Two has also said that uh, next gen software at $70 reflects the quality of the experience. 
which is I find that last part interesting because nobody else has said their games are costing seventy dollars next gen, uh, except for two K. So well, and again, we have no idea what any experience is like. Yeah. I I I, don't, I think you're putting the what's what's the phrase horse before the camel or something like that or horse before the water. Yeah. Um. Regardless, whatever that saying is, <laughs> I I think we're they're thinking a little too far forward. Now, could it mm-hmm. suddenly become seventy dollars? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously it's going to be something that you want to think about before making that purchase. But I, I don't know. I just I th- I think you mentioned something to me, too, about how this game came out in 2013. Yeah. 2013. And it's going to be coming out now in 2021. Mm-hmm. Eight years later, we're still paying <laughs> not just <laughs> the normal price of $60. Yeah. We're still paying a premium now of $70. Yep. It just doesn't. It doesn't sync well with me. Yeah. Rockstar could possibly get a hundred, what, $61.20, just for the base versions of the game. That's not including if you bought online stuff, you know, packs and such. Yeah. And it's already the most profitable piece of entertainment in in history. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you're telling me you're going to get more profitable because we we all know that people are still going to buy GTA 5. Oh, yeah. They They are a long way off from GTA 6. Yeah. Which is kind of frustrating. Like, instead of making this, I would rather them make a GTA 6 or put development resources towards making GTA 6, not make GTA 5 for the third time, you know? Just Uh, the downfall is is how much GTA Online makes for them. Oh, I know. Yeah. They they love their money. (laughs) Uh Moving on, uh, we're back to some Microsoft news. We have a ton of this this week. Microsoft is removing the giant Series X enhanced logo from uh, all the game's box arts. Uh, This was in response to community feedback uh, from the fans. Uh, This is great news, in my opinion, because that logo was gigantic. Uh, It's kind of unnecessary to be on there, too. You already have Xbox Series X at the top of the box on the front uh next to xbox one so like if games are on both they they clearly illustrate that uh i don't really see the need to show that a game is enhanced if people want to know that they'll they'll find out about that or like their solution is they put it on the back and it's a small logo on the back now makes much more sense to do that than to cover up these beautiful box arts and not to say that I really care anymore because I buy all digital but I was gonna say box art really isn't a thing i feel like these days anymore it really yeah. isn't yeah it's it's slowly dying because of physical dying um, yeah so which is fine i mean I, at times i like i like to look at my switch icons just because some of them are really good and some of them are just plain awful and it's like oh it's like if somebody was just looking at my switch they'd be like what's this game yeah because it might interest them but like mm-hmm. some developers don't put any time into that um, I guess you could say the same thing on icons on the PS4 and uh, uh, Xbox. Like, yeah. put some time into that stuff because that's the new direction of box art itself. Yeah, I agree. And some some developers do the opposite and change that art so much that you don't even recognize it. Like Fortnite changes it every single uh, season, I think. Yeah, um, that's how Apex. I still have Apex installed, and every time I'm just like, I have no idea what the hell's <laughs> going on in here now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, moving on, Microsoft has officially announced a new Microsoft store for Xbox, which is how you buy your games on Xbox, uh, which is a lot faster and a much cleaner look. Uh, they said it's twice as fast as before with a launch time of one to two seconds. That's significantly better. I think that's more than twice. It says twice, but that's definitely more than twice uh as fast uh new nav system on the left hand side it's kind of like just a streamlined nav system now uh overhauled search wish list uh shopping cart uh and also it's easier to purchase games across all generations of xbox which that part's important as well because currently on xbox one when you want to purchase a original xbox or xbox 360 game it gets a little kind of convoluted because you have to go into multiple menus uh and then kind of you click a button that says see price and then you have to go into like a 360 looking ui and then it tells you what the price is of the game you have to go that deep into it to see that but they're streamlining that for the new store so that's very good 
Uh, and man, the current store is so sluggish and awful that this this looks a million times better, like a million times better. It's been forever since I explored the store on the Xbox One. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess an improvement's much needed. Um, it's been, well, I guess I'll probably spend a little bit of time there come the launch of this next gen with Game Pass, so I can understand that. But isn't that its own separate menu, too? Game Pass? Yeah. Uh, it's It it does. It lives within your games and apps. Uh, there's a section. That's what I thought. Yeah, there's a section with Game Pass, so you can look there, uh, or you can just go uh, straight to the store or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So that's interesting. And uh, moving on to our last Microsoft news story. Finally, we've made it. Uh, Microsoft is launching their xCloud cloud gaming streaming service on September 15th. Uh, This is kind of their official launch, although they're saying it's starting in beta uh, for Android. Plus, uh, there's going to be a special app on Samsung's store as well, Samsung's app store, uh, which kind of is just getting around Google's Play Store uh, terms and conditions or whatever with in-app purchases. So Samsung and Microsoft came to an agreement where uh, they can sell their services like Game Pass in their App Store. In uh, Google, you can Google Play Store, you can still use the app to play your games, but you can't make purchases in there. Um, and it's kind of something similar that we actually saw a little bit ago. Uh, I just saw that iOS support is, uh, is ceasing as of today for the testing app, which I've had the testing app for a few months on iOS. And the only game they had on there was Master Chief Collection because of Apple's strict regulations on their app store. And it's very much putting in doubt of uh, Game Pass coming, or I'm sorry, Game Pass, xCloud coming to iOS officially anytime soon because Apple's App Store policies are just awful. And I know there's been so many developers over the past couple years that have complained about their business practices on on the App Store where they demand, I believe, like 30% of the revenue or something of in-app purchases which is, it's a significant amount. So I I get it. I completely get it. Uh, I would love to see it on iOS because obviously I own all iOS devices, um, but it'll definitely be something to, to kind of see if Microsoft can work something out with Apple. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just knowing about those two companies separately from gaming i doubt it i mean i was surprised that you were even able to test it on there without running a different um operating system yep but i i wouldn't hold your breath on that one yep absolutely uh moving on uh fall guys ultimate knockout is now available on ps4 and pc and this is free right john uh, PS Plus game, yeah. PS Plus, yeah. It's, uh, it's the, one of the free games of the month. Yeah, I think this game uh, looks, looks really interesting. Cool. Yeah, you were telling yeah, me my, about it. It's like a, a game show battle royale. Like, Yeah, yeah. My friends Emily and Chris were playing it yesterday uh, when it launched. I didn't get a chance to yet. Um, I did download it, though, tonight. But it just looks quirky, chaotic, and I don't know. It just looks like a game, like, even if you lose you're not going to get upset about losing. You're going to just witness the hilarity of people trying to do stuff more or less. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought it was an interesting concept and almost like, this is the type of stuff that I really like, um, like uh, a rocket league possibility, a success. Mm-hmm. I mean, rocket league launched on the PS4 yeah. um, in the very, very early days. And it was a PS plus game uh, as like it launched. And we only know about success when it comes to rocket league. Yeah. Um, and I just think that was such a smart thing for them to do is get people in the ground early. Word of mouth travels very quickly on the Internet for better or good. Um, but if this game has the legs that it should, then boom, right there, you sell your game just based on giving it away for free. Yeah, I agree completely. And uh, just to kind of give a shout out, Roro, I know, was posting about this game on Twitter and it seemed like he was pretty excited about this as well. And uh, I just want to point out as well, this game was getting review bombed on Steam uh, when it first launched because it had uh, some technical problems at launch. 
and the developers of this game are a very small developer so you can imagine how frustrating that was for them to you know try to get the game working as quickly as they could and they they got it working now a lot of people didn't some company come out and say that they're gonna revise like their reviews and basically yeah. make it so people can't do that yes uh metacritic they metacritic that's who it was okay yep they require i think like 48 hours now after the game's release before they allow reviews to go up smart um, move because yes, i mean i know I and i get it last of us 2 was divisive but like especially the smaller team yeah like getting hated on it's like guys like they'll everything is a day one update and if yeah. they have a launch of a smaller game how the hell are they going to know to do more for it yeah i agree completely it's uh, yeah don't do that and just enjoy the game yes it's frustrating when you want to play something on launch and it's not playable but don't don't just review bomb stuff guys uh which they actually the developers posted a follow-up and said uh there was actually a positive review bomb after that uh after they said that was happening uh that that's kinda, a good story to hear yeah that actually kind of evened them out a little bit so that that's pretty cool so moving on to uh, some Nintendo news, Pikmin 3 Deluxe is releasing on October 30th. Sean, how excited are you for this? Oh, super stoked to play a game from 2013 for 60 flipping dollars. <laughs> I mean, I get it. A lot of people did not buy a Wii U. I totally understand that. But this game came out again eight years ago or I guess seven years ago, like then uh, Miyamoto even mentioned during the Switch launch about how there was going to be a new Pikmin coming. Yeah. Like this is what we're getting and at the moment this is the only Nintendo game that we know about that's coming in the future at all. Yeah. What happened There's the, the rumors of the Mario, Mario stuff, but that is yeah. it. We don't know anything besides this game now. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Stupidity. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our final news story, Mortal Shell is releasing August 18th. We have that date. Uh, I know you were a little bit excited about this game, and actually, I think you said you thought it was next gen. So this is I did because remember this was during that Sony conference in June. Yeah, um, when it was showed off. So I, I assume this was a next gen game, but it, it's not. Um, and it had a very good beta on PC. Uh, so it's coming to the uh, Xbox, uh, PS4. Uh, and PC, and it just looks great. It's from a small development team, only $30, but very Souls-like with different mechanics, too, so it kind of separates itself from that crowd, but yeah. I don't know. Just watch, There's a 60-minute gameplay on IGN. Yeah. Uh, watch it if you ever get a chance. It, it's just stunning to look at, um, and it's right up my alley, so it's definitely something I, def- I really want to check out. For sure. Cool. Uh, moving on into the games we are playing, uh, Sean, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima, which I bought on Sunday. Physical or digital? Physical, or digital. Digital. Damn. Of course. Yeah. I always buy digital now. I know. I was just going to use you to not buy it. Yeah. I could have bought it physically. I guess I should have. Uh, we could have shared that and then I could have had Last of Us for a little bit, but I didn't. Yeah, you're good. Um, uh, but anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying what I've played so far. Um, I think the only complaint I would have, uh, so far into it is it does get a little bit repetitive, uh, as far as the sword play goes. Uh, it kind of reminds me of rise, um, which was a launch title on Xbox one. Uh, it's very similar in the, in the sense that rise was a great story and very great to look at beautiful game but it was a little bit repetitive and i can see it being a little bit repetitive but i have heard good things about the missions uh like the side missions and the story missions uh in ghost of tsushima so i'm excited to just check out check out all those variety of missions and and story story as well um but so far yeah i'm enjoying it a lot um yeah that's that's pretty much uh, what my thoughts. On yeah, Ghost of I'm Tsushima. very much looking forward to playing it eventually. Yeah, it's it's solid. Uh, I also played the official game preview launch of Grounded, which what I had played of Grounded before was like the technical test or whatever for Grounded. Uh, this is the actual launch of the game preview version of Grounded, and um, it's definitely a uh, good experience for the size of the team that made this game. And 
it is definitely a game that would cater towards survival fans. Like I played Rust for about a month or so with one of my buddies a, while, a little while back, a few months ago, and uh, it definitely scratches that itch of it. It's just I'm not a huge survival f- like fan. If I'm playing a survival game, it has to be with other people, and uh, I haven't really seen any, any of my friends playing this, so I haven't really had anyone to play with, so I just kind of jumped in solo, and I don't feel like that type of experience really lends itself to play solo as much. Um, you kind of need like that squad, so to speak, uh, to fight everything like the spiders, especially my God, the spiders, uh, which the, you can make them into popcorn and yeah. stuff or not popcorn, but like something else. Right. Yeah. It's like white, they're white blobs. And yeah. If you turn the slider f- all the way up, there's a slider and like the higher you turn the slider, the less spider like it looks. It's very funny to, to use that slider to see like the different levels of of it it's pretty funny arachnophobia mode or whatever that's called yeah i mean it's just a not another nod to gaming kind of going towards an uh inclusivity yeah uh, method these days yeah uh in the last game i played i played this for like literally i'm not even kidding like 20 minutes maybe fallout 76 uh i actually checked out the battle royale mode on there it is very difficult, man. People in there are really good, and I got destroyed. But I just can't believe people still play that game. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, they to Bethesda's credit, they've stuck with it and created a lot of new content for it, and added story mi- missions and NPCs. They added all that stuff. Uh, I do want to check out that stuff of it, that side of it. But I only had like it, so I was like, I'll just check out the battle royale. I would not recommend playing the battle royale if you <laughs> if you don't play Fallout seventy six consistently because you will get destroyed. So that's that's all I got. Yeah. Um. So I I guess very late to the party, but I've been checking out Apple Arcade. Um. And I kind of gave up a little bit on Carry On. I I did like it. Uh, I got stuck, and as I said before, there's no map, so I have no idea where the fuck I'm going. <laughs> um, but App Arcade is interesting, to say the least. I completely understand why you did not keep with it. You just went with a free trial. There's not that much to the offerings, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I found a few good games. I liked What the Golf. Very, very odd and absurd, but still pretty funny. Yeah um the rayman game is actually really good i i love the first two on ios so i mean i same developers all that stuff so it still goes with it um i found this kind of like um i guess you could call it a twin stick shooter called mm-hmm. uh towel of rodaga or something like that um mm-hmm. it, it's got a bunch of levels it's it's actually a little difficult but it was a lot of fun um that's kind of all i've checked out so far but and i, I think like one puzzle game but it's just the offerings are slim. I mean, that's great. I don't get ads, but I have to pay four ninety nine now every single month if I want to keep with it. Yeah. I, I there and I looked at the release schedule, and it's basically like one game a month is being released on Apple Arcade. Like, I just don't understand that model. I guess like, yeah. How am I getting my money's worth? Because there could be there's a bunch of games on there that I have no interest in. Yeah, and that was so my I, I, yeah problem. That was my problem with it. Like I loved what the golf and I thought that was super fun and, and zany and all that, but it just doesn't. Yeah. Like you said, it doesn't provide enough value. It's not worth it. So Yeah. No, I mean, I'm glad I gave it a shot, but that's all I'm giving it is a shot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving into the topic of the show. Uh, Sean, do we, could you say we have a Spider-Man problem? Is that, is that, I don't have a problem with it. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have a problem with it. Uh, (laughs) So we got news this week that Spider-Man and Marvel's Avengers will be exclusive to PlayStation coming early 2021 and it's coming for free. So, uh, I also want to kind of highlight the other PlayStation exclusive uh, stuff that they added, and then we can talk about everything all at once. Which uh, we did know for preface, we did know there was going to be exclusive for PS for PlayStation users beforehand. Correct. We just did not know what to what degree. Correct. Yes. So uh, the other stuff that they announced as well, they said 
PlayStation players will have 30-day exclusive access to a legendary outfit, legendary emote, uh, takedown, nameplate, etc. for each superhero as they are released. Uh, this is for all the six launch heroes. In addition, they'll have those same rewards. Uh, they'll have more rewards for people with PS Plus subscriptions. Uh, and every every character they add game to the game post-launch, uh, PlayStation Plus members will also receive a free bundle that includes a rare outfit, nameplate, 100 credits, and uh, to celebrate the addition of another Avengers to the roster. Uh, they also said they'll have a free bundle for Miss Marvel available for PlayStation Plus members at the launch. Um, so here's my thing. So everything I just listed there totally fine with that being playstation exclusive if that was all they all the exclusivity that that was happening with this game i'd be totally fine with that 30-day exclusivity for certain items and uh little bonuses for playstation plus users totally fine with that but when you're bringing in the most popular character in all of marvel and making him a free character no less uh for the one platform and basically shunning the other two platforms from this character that to me that doesn't sit well with me because we're all th- for instance if we had three people each one buys each different version of the game pc playstation 4 and xbox one two-thirds of those players are getting a lesser game for the same price we're all paying 60 dollars for the, for the game they're using development resources to make spider-man they're using development resources to make spider-man's missions because every hero has their own missions that they play in, into the main story so my biggest problem with this is why if if the problem was Square Enix wanted Spider-Man in the game but weren't able to get Spider-Man without PlayStation having exclusivity then Spider-Man shouldn't have even been in the game because you're you're giving t- one platform more content than the other two platforms it's the same problem that I had with Destiny because Activision did the same crap where they said one whoa one year exclusivity for uh, strikes. There was multiple strike missions, multiple multiplayer maps, multiple character uh, um, uh, weapons and armor, and all that exotic gear, and all of that was one year exclusive. Well, if you know what Destiny is, one year exclusive. A year after the game comes out, the next expansion's out, and those items are useless. Like. That's the most idiotic thing I could ever like imagine. And this, in my opinion, is no different. It's just the same problem. And I don't blame Sony for this because they're obviously going to try to do everything they can to get people to their platform. I blame Square Enix. Don't don't well, also it. say it's not just to get to their platform, but they will protect Spider-Man with everything they have. Yeah. Um, I mean it's it's no secret they have the best superhero game now um and probably franchise on the system um that will constantly sell because spider-man yet again is the most popular hero there is yeah um but they are able to protect any image because not only do they own him in games they own him in movies everything but comics um they own spider-man in so it's and that's why we have a licensing deal with um disney when it comes to utilizing him for the avengers in the mcu so i mean i understand them protecting and wanting but and i also understand the business side of it as far as from sony being okay with that the only thing that i will say is i 100 percent agree with you is why did he have to be the character yeah um that that's the part and i get it yet again like i said most popular character totally understandable but there already is a Spider-Man game, not just on the PS4, but on the PS5. They announced that 100 of the most popular titles on the PS4 are going to be operational on the PS5. Boom, you can play Spider-Man PS4 there. Miles Morales supposedly is a launch title, even though we've yet to see any gameplay on it. Um, so you already have two games right there. Did Spider-Man have to be the hero that is the exclusive? Um, I, I think that's maybe the worst part about it is that of all heroes, he is the exclusive one. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying either which way a hero would have, like, uh, an exclusive hero would have been good either way, but 
I like to liken it back. You remember Soul Calibur? Um, yes. Back when GameCube, PS2, and Xbox. And yeah. I thought uh, Xbox had the best one because they had Spawn. Um, and so I actually, because I had all three systems and I bought it on Xbox because of Spawn. Didn't they have I like Yoda that type too? of thing. Huh? Didn't they have Yoda 2 or something? That oh. was on a later, later one. I oh. think I'm talking about school. Is either Soul Calibur two or three? Oh, okay, yeah, that was Soul Calibur Calibur four, I think. For Yoda. okay, yeah. But I, I, I would be something. I would actually be okay with that type of exclusivity, if that makes sense. I, I know what you're saying as far as like it doesn't really feel fair to other three platforms. But I think yeah. if there was some sort of tantalizing thing that's like, hey, PlayStation, cool. You own Sony, you get you get Spider Man. Xbox, cool. You get Black Panther. Yes. Uh, PC, well, fuck PC. You get Hawkeye then. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's like if something like that were to happen, that I think would be a little bit more in mind with what gamers would be akin to. Yes, I would. I agree with that completely. That's actually a great idea. The great comparison, Soul Calibur, and that that would be perfectly fine with me. Yes, I would. You know, love to play as Spider Man, but if they provide some other character that's exclusive to each platform, that would make sense to me because you know they're doing the Soul Calibur approach and. And I guess the only other thing that this comes back to is I guess they're essentially saying that crossplay isn't happening for this game because if Spider-Man's only on PlayStation, how are they going to have cross-platform play with Xbox and PC? Uh, unless they only The only have thing those. I can think of is yet again what you were kind of alluding to is development and that would be where the frustration lies is that so you developed it for all three games or all three systems to run that, right? But you're only making that available to that one, yeah. um, and maybe it's just a matter of Sony won't let them utilize Spider-Man. But again, why then does it have to be Spider-Man? Yeah, agreed completely. It's yeah, I it's a tricky tricky situation, but especially I... like Modok being the villain. Modok's more of an interstellar villain, like. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I think like one of Star the Lord. best. No, I was thinking actually Silver Surfer. Oh yeah. Um, because uh, there's a little bit of connection with Modok and Galactus, and it's like Silver Surfer. We've not seen in video games since hell. We were like kids, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like an any or Super Nintendo game. It was really bad, but Silver Surfer is one of my favorite Interstellar uh, heroes. So it's like that would be somebody that's perfect for it because then you can you can add the DLC to almost venture out in space because. If you think about the phase two of Marvel, it was a lot more about space. Yeah. Um, and venturing out there. So it's like, why not do that essentially with your like season two of uh, Avengers? Yeah, I agree. And like- I, I mean, obviously I'm excited for Spider-Man. Roro and I may mention how if he was a character, we would be broke because of the costumes. Yep. So I'm sure that is going to happen now. Yeah. Um, but I also understand the anger for non PlayStation gamers. Yep. And that's the exact same uh, sentiments that Roro posted on Twitter. Uh, I saw him post on Twitter last week that, uh, yeah, he's super excited to play as Spider Man on PS4 ver- or, yeah, PS4 version of the game. But, uh, but yeah, he is, you know, understanding that it's it's super disappointing for other players that you know they don't get that experience and not just that they don't get that experience but they don't get any other experience to supplement like square hat in my opinion square has to do something like hey you're getting this or you're getting like five dollars off the game or ten dollars off the game on your platform because you're yeah what's the that. point of buying it on anything else with playstation right exactly. just say it's a playstation exclusive at that point exactly it, it, it's silly. You're paying for less content. Like everyone's paying the same amount. So I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. And I'm actually okay with the timed exclusive stuff just because I guess I'm used to it in today's world. Yeah. It's the non-exclusive major character that is a big sticking point, I think in the community. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I still think this is going to sell well. It's just not going to sell well on the other two platforms. Cause again, why would you buy it? And timed exclusivity is fine. I agree, as long as it doesn't get to be exorbitant like uh, Destiny was when it was a year exclusivity. I was gonna say a month does not bother me, no. especially when it wasn't anything like I don't know. My mind gameplay uh, centric, like cool, you get a different costume for a month yeah. uh, earlier, or a takedown, or I don't know, just a look of your character in general. 
that stuff does not bother me because that just feels like cod for the 360 days yeah um this is the only thing that bothers me as a gamer as a whole but i know i'm gonna benefit just as a playstation gamer yeah i and i I honestly i think that's echoing a lot of media too a a lot of media are obviously excited about spider-man as a character in this game they just understand that this is an issue tons of news outlets have had discussions about like this is a little odd to do yep 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 i agree with all points uh anything else you want to talk about um in regards to spider-man or anything else before we end the show nope just know that in about three weeks time we'll have our consoles pre-ordered yes i hope so i mean it has to be this month cry if we don't (laughs) yeah it's gotta be this month uh, thank you to everyone joining us live, uh, both on YouTube and on podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Sean. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love and keep on gaming. Deuces.